Emma. Lovely to have you on Future Speak today. I've been sort of reading up and researching and the metaverse is something that I'm seeing coming up quite frequently and it is something that is looking to be quite big even as soon as 2023. Lovely to have you on Future Speak today to talk about the future of work which talking to many of my guests today is here now and I really wanted you to to come on and give us your views because actually it's your generation that's is the most impacted you're early mm. on in your career you're part of the talk hr club which is really building an hr community to support one another so before we kind of get into it i'm really keen today to learn more about your views i'd love you to introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a bit more about who you are what you do and the talk hr club well firstly thanks for having me sat so I'm Emma um, and I'm working, I do a lot of the digital marketing um, with Mandy at the Talk HR Club um, and the Talk HR Club is a platform, a new live platform, the first sort of platform of its kind I guess because it's such a live interactive platform um, for HR consultants and independent people professionals and we're basically building a community online, well for, for HR consultants that allows them to connect, collaborate, share and support one another. And as I say, it's the first sort of platform of its kind in the sense that it is so interactive and with the way that the world is going with with technology and the future of work, being able to connect online and connect so widely is is really important, I think. Like we've got people spread all over the all over the country and a few people even in America that we're starting to branch out to which we wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with one another. So having an online platform, I think, is is a really big step in in the way that independent HR consultant world is is moving. Funny enough, before we came on air today, we were talking about technology and, you know, I was laughing about the just the amazing bank of gadgets that Ben behind me has, <laughs> uh, who, who really runs the show, right? I've got the easy part here. And um, we were laughing about Snapchat and the fact that Someone like me is a 48-year-old, pretty inept person when it comes to technology. I do my best, right? But, you know, I try and learn. It's something I never got. And yet, for your generation, you grew up with it. Mm. So when you hear about the future of work, what does it mean for you? Thinking about the future of work is, is really interesting for, like you say, for my generation. When I was in school, my sort of vision of work was seeing my mum dressed in her stilettos and a briefcase going into the office every morning and now often we're both working from home connected to completely different sort of parts of the world from the same under the same roof and so I think technology plays such a huge part in that and technology is changing all the time like we were talking about Snapchat and then that's something that even now is sort of dying out and you've got things like Instagram, TikTok, all these different things that A, are social media platforms, but are no longer just social media platforms for independent businesses and well, and you know, all business, like having these different social media platforms is such a huge part in, in their business. Like Mandy, um, the founder of the Talk HR Club, she'll talk about when she first started off Talk HR Solutions, her consultancy that she would be getting her flyers and going door to door. And now our main source of marketing is online. It's LinkedIn, it's Twitter, 
Instagram, all of these different things. And um, so I think technology is the future of work in terms of our our generation, I would say, are, are getting get the opportunity to really hone in on that as the start of our career. A lot of that technology, you know, what we're talking about is, is here today. Is this something that for you as your generation excites you? Is it just like a 21st century utility? What's your emotional connection with this? I think, you know, I think technology definitely has its pros and cons. I mean, I think being able to being able to do things like working from home and, and things like that is really beneficial. Like I love hybrid working because I love the convenience of being, if I need to, being able to work from home and having the technology to use that. But also, I think one of the downfalls that could be seen in our generation is that a lot of people, I think, find that lack of that lack of connection sometimes because they don't have the opportunity to go into the office and they don't have the opportunity to be in a big team. But at the same time, I think technology, like I was saying before with the Talk HR Club, like we are connected to people all over the place and and you know without the talk hr club and and the online connection we wouldn't be having this conversation today you get you're getting exposed to so much so many more people and so many like different walks of life and so i think although of course there are pros and cons to everything i i think for me i think technology is is going to be huge in in sort of boosting our connections our networking opportunities everything like that I think yeah as someone who's who understands probably a lot more of the technology than I do because you use it innately you know it's in someone gives you a phone and you can you can use it you're the generation that gets that yeah where do you see it going you hear talk all the time of things like the metaverse and I'll be the first person to put my hands up and say I don't really understand the metaverse and and what it all means and I think that's something that we're all going to have to get to know pretty quickly. I mean, I have been sort of reading up and researching about the future of, of small businesses and stuff as part of part of my role. And the metaverse is something that I'm seeing coming up quite frequently and it is something that is looking to be quite big even as soon as 2023. I mean, I think a lot of places are already starting to do that. But I think having those sort of like big pushes of the technology I think it's it's just expanding what we can do um and is pushing the limits of being able to have your avatar and sat in a boardroom and everybody's in different places all over the world like we the things that are going to be happening in the next five or ten years we probably can't even imagine what that's going to be yet yeah it's funny isn't it when I uh went to that event recently that I know we're going to be talking about in the club soon Mm. And actually seeing what's going on when it comes to things like the metaverse and, and learning some some really interesting things. Like actually, the word metaverse was first posed in a novel 30 years ago. Really? I didn't know that. You know, but, but there's, there's a lot of hype and talk around the fact that, you know, it's going to be worth something along the lines of, and the figure's not right, 70-odd billion dollars in, um. in, in the next... A few years but actually 79% of that and that is a figure that's stuck in my head is here already and that's here already because we've already got the in-game community that plays play with one another in the virtual world and 
and and meet one another in in that sphere those advances are already here and there's some that are now saying that hey listen you the metaverse is great but actually is the metaverse where it's at or is yeah. this is this actually uh taking us down the wrong avenue is, is it really what's after that that is going to be more interesting um yeah. there's huge talk about web 3.0 and how that's going to impact us and yet jack dorsey's working on web 5.0 so there's there's a lot going on here. What would you like to see personally as you, Emma, in terms of how technology evolves to create more opportunities for you? I think one of the most important things for me, I think, is is being able to to maintain that sort of authentic connection. Um, and I don't know what that that means in terms of technology, but one thing that, and like I say, I haven't got a huge knowledge on the metaverse but one thing that concerns me about things like that is people hiding behind an avatar and not being able to sort of show up and truly still be their authentic selves and and be able to present themselves authentically so i think for me and and maybe this is partly to do with like what i mentioned before as a, a young person who's just started out in their career a lot of people who have been working from home and haven't felt that connection I mean I'm lucky I get to go in and, and work with Mandy and um, so I get that connection but a lot of people I know haven't had that chance or just sort of starting to and so whilst you know COVID has accelerated technology in the workplace in a, in a way that we probably wouldn't have had for a long time had it not been for COVID I think it's still really important that whilst we're accelerating technology to benefit us that we don't we don't make it get in the way of those human connections that are really important that we need in in work because i i think that having relationships is is the way that we're going anyway as well so like the way that i read things on linkedin is the way that professionalism is is now is very different to the way it was 10 years ago and and something that we talk about in the Talk HR Club a lot is turning up as your authentic self. And I think we've just sort of got to a place where actually professionalism isn't walking into work with stilettos in a briefcase and going with your work face on. It's starting to become more of a place where you're encouraged to be your authentic self. And so I just think it's important that wherever technology goes, that that doesn't become a barrier and then take it down the wrong path, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense. And there's also a lot of talk right now around those of us that, that do do stuff in, in the metaverse. How do you protect individuals, to your point, how do you protect them, enable and facilitate that creativity without taking it away and using old-fashioned methodology in a new environment and we're way off being able to, to to have an answer for that and when you look at i think microsoft have have recently done a deal with the whole metaverse and, and how that's going to work and and they're taking great strides towards that so what does that mean for policies and procedures is that the right way how yeah. is that police all of these things answers is, is maybe too strong a word but we, we need to have an opinion and a way to, to take this forward i guess and we've been talking about the metaverse and, you know, you talked about you're doing a lot of research around it now. It doesn't feel like it's something that's real for you yet. Yeah, I would say that 
and maybe it's because I've not had the opportunity yet to experience it. Um, so I can't say firsthand, but for me, it, yeah, it, it doesn't feel real. I like, I like being able to come on a call and see somebody in front of me. And for me, that connection is really important. I feel like being able to speak to somebody and see their face, like I, that's something that for me, I really enjoy part of why as well. I like to be able to go in and have those in-person connections in the actual workplace. Maybe once I've experienced it, I'll change my mind because it will feel more immersive. But for me, I think it's, I'm just concerned personally that I won't feel that connection, that it will, that will hinder the connection that you get from seeing somebody's face and seeing the way that they react. How would you like your role to evolve over time when, when you look at your career, say over the next 15 to 20 years? So I think that's a really interesting question. I think, as I mentioned, I do think technology is the future. And I think technology enables us to be so much more efficient, but also to to have that balance. That I think it helps us to have that work-life balance. Like I went recently to a conference called Digital Gaggle in Bristol, um, a digital marketing conference, which was really, really good. And one of the guest speakers was talking a lot about automation. And automation is something that we use in the club, but just the, the different ways that you can use automation that like I didn't even realize how many different ways there were to automate things. And I think it, it does really help to enable us to make our lives so much easier. And, and so I think for me in the next sort of five, 10, 20 years is just seeing what, what different technologies come about and finding a way to harness it and, and stay ahead of the curve to enable us to have that work-life balance and, and to really enjoy enjoy what I do. And, and I do really enjoy what I do. And I think staying ahead of the curve with these new technologies really helps to enable me to do that. So we're also now looking at things across the board, like how do we look at reward in 2023? How do we look at well-being? And well-being is mental well-being, it's physical well-being, it's financial well-being. As someone who's got a career ahead of you, then what's important to you and what would you be looking at from your future employers when when you come to them in more of a partnership, which it will be? I'm somebody who's very passionate about what I do and and I like to feel passionate about what I do, but also, like you say, well-being is so important and I feel like that's something that over the past sort of five years, I've really noticed people talking about more. And I think there is a danger about people talking about it and people authentically practicing it. And so I think for me, it's about being sort of it being really clear about having that passion, being able to, to harness my passion, but having that work-life balance. I think that is something that people are realizing more. And I don't know whether you would agree but I think that's something that I've noticed that people seem to be appreciating. And maybe that's partly because of COVID and people have almost had that reflection time to see what's really important for them. So I think for me, yeah, it's about having that work-life balance and being able to being able to harness my passion. When you talk about your work-life balance and being able to harness your passion, because I know how sporty you are and how much that 
that means to you. If someone were to say to you, okay, a nine to five role, what are your thoughts on that kind of model? Where, where do you see that going? Again, I think coming out of COVID, that's changed a lot. And how that I am at the moment is I work nine to five, but it's flexible as well. And um, Mandy is very flexible. And that is something that I, I, benefit from massively I think and having that structure I think I really enjoy that structure but I also think having a bit of flexibility obviously it, that doesn't work for all work models but for mine it does and and I think I think yeah having that trust in your employees I think that's something that again I've noticed from sort of reading over LinkedIn is the main sort of thing that comes up is about having relationships where people can trust you where your employers can trust you and and where you you respect your employees as well but having that respect given to your employees means that they respect you too and then it's that mutual respect i think is so important and and being able to have conversations and say okay i've got this nine to five model but maybe could we be a bit flexible and and just having a mutual respect and an open conversation and to be able to say, actually, no, that doesn't work for us. Do you see what I mean? I do. I do. And that whole piece around mutual respect, <clears throat> it's interesting in some of the conversations I, I have with my clients, it's, you know, what this is what we're looking for from an employee. And really having that conversation with, well, hang on a minute, that that works both ways. And, you know, what an employee is going to give you, what is your client as the employer going to give them? Mm. It goes back to creating that respect. From what you're seeing and hearing around the HR community, what are you hearing that resonates with you when you hear some of these companies proactively building respect? What are they doing to to get that? I think it's it's listening listening to your employees and and acting on it and a lot of the time like you see all this stuff about people having flashy benefits and all of this and okay sometimes you know flashy benefits are nice sure but I think they don't mean anything unless they're underpinned with with true sort of values and listening to what your employees actually need do they need I don't know um do they need a crazy gym membership and access to a spa that they might not access every like every month or do they maybe need a contribution to their commute into work because energy bills are rising and you know that that's the bit that people really need to focus on it I think it's just listening to what your employees actually want and saying okay can we deliver that how do we deliver that if we can't deliver that let's speak to them and see how else we can help and and what they actually really are looking for rather than you know coating it with flashy benefits and etc yeah yeah absolutely ems i've got a good one for you and i'm really interested in your answer on this okay what was your latest netflix binge oh does it have to be netflix nope okay we've recently been watching the devil's hour we're still halfway through it so if you've seen it no spoilers please but it's brilliant terrifying but brilliant another one i don't know anything about oh well i couldn't recommend it more peter capaldi really good got it thanks (laughs) and 
as I said, I, I really wanted you to come on today from you know, yeah. from someone who really is at the forefront of the future of work and is shaping work as we know it. Uh, if you've got people listening in today who have got a multi-generational workforce, they're looking to modernise their workforce, what tips or advice would you give them to be able to attract a modern workforce of today, someone who's really at the forefront of it? For me, I would say have a friendly environment. I think for me, that seems to be the thing that attracts speaking to my friends and from experiences, being able to create those genuine connections rather than having the strict, tense hierarchy of I'm the boss. And, you know, obviously there's, there is always going to be some kind of hierarchy and there's got to be professionalism. But I think, I think it's having a nice open an open environment where your employees feel valued and you can form genuine relationships. I mean, I think that's the most important thing to me. Yeah. Get comfortable with the fact there's a lot of grey area now between the the personal and the work life. Yeah. Be prepared to accept your employees as their authentic selves because I think that's definitely, from my experience, Mandy has always from day dot said that she doesn't want there to be a a home Emma and a work Emma. She wants me to be myself, which is something that I has made me feel so comfortable. And and it's we've got a great relationship because we have such a laugh because we're able to just be ourselves. And I think that is something that's so valuable. And if you if you valued your employees as themselves, then why would they want to go anywhere else? Because you're you're accepting them as themselves. So I think that for me is the core of well, our happy workforce. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, it's been really great to hear your insights today. And, and I really wanted people to, to hear that from from you <laughs> as someone who's who's got a, a long and great career ahead of her and is really listening to a, a lot of what's happening with the HR community. So thank you for coming on. I know this wasn't an easy thing for you. Thanks for having me. And great job. See you soon. Thank you. See you soon.